everyone, thank you for joining me today. This is Joe from The Modern Human Man. Today we're going to talk a little bit about Igris Hill, the tree, and what we think of it, the theories behind it, the stories behind it, the things that make it what it is, who's there, what's there, and what are they doing. Either way, <clears throat> anyway, sorry, I got a really bad throat today. I apologize. It's not the way it should be. I don't know if it's uh, pollen or what, but yeah. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and talk about Yggdrasil today. And we're going to learn a little bit about the tree there and what goes on with it. And fitting forward, we're going to read from the half mile today because Yggdrasil is a tree. And that's where Odin hung. Take warning to my words, load Fafnir. Actually, let's do it this way. Let's do the, the olive gray version of it. So uh, let's see here. Okay, one second. I'm sorry. I wasn't prepared, believe it or not. Never a wit should one blame another for a folly which many befalls. The might of love makes sons of men into fools who once were wise. That's number 92 and number 93. The mind knows alone what is nearest the heart and sees where the soul is turned. No sickness seems to the wise so sore as not to know content. These are two passages about love and how um, we shouldn't give our friends grief that are in love or those people that are finding love that love you know makes us all fools in the end and um you know just we we know the old songs you know only fools fall in love and so on and so forth but you know coming from Odin, it's great wisdom he knows of it he understands it and helps us to understand it so with that said when we come back we'll talk a little bit about Yggdrasil and go from there so i'll be right back Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. I was looking for some new stuff for my beard, and I was looking around, and I wanted something my wife would like as well. I was looking for a good product that didn't leave my beard feeling greasy, that nourished it and kept it moist, and had a good scent to it as well. Um, so in discussing with my wife, we tried a few different things, and I found this wonderful heathen place called Beast Curiosities. Now, they don't just offer beard oil. They have quite a few different products available through them. Um, you definitely want to go ahead and check them out at BeastCuriosities.com. But I specifically tried the beard oil. Um, I tried Hell's Respite. I tried Tears Loyalty. And I tried, give me one second, Yord's Wilderness. All of these were really great beard oils. They all had wonderful scents that lasted a long time and would stay with me throughout the whole day. They nourished my beard and kept it good. And they also made it that it felt nice and was good to smell. And other people around me liked it quite a bit. So when you actually get in their oils, they tried really hard to produce an oil that does what it says it's going to do while nourishing your beard as well. They tried a few products till they got the great one together, and they call it their magical beard oil. 
I will tell you, it is magical. It smells great. Even after going to the pool with my wife for about three hours, my beard still smelled great and felt great. So, with that said, I'm going to tell you to go ahead and check them out. Again, they're not only beer oil, but Beast Curiosity is a place you want to go. BeastCuriosities.com. You can also email him and check out his products at Beast at BeastCuriosities.com. They have a Twitter account at BS Curiosities. And you can also find them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Beast Curiosities. You definitely want to go out and get some of this if you have a beard. It is a wonderful product, something great to use. My wife and her friends all love this product quite a bit. So go ahead and get it if you get a chance, guys. It's a wonderful product. Thank you, guys, and have a great day. Hey everyone, I'm back and thank you for joining me. Today we're talking about Yggdrasil, spelled Y-G-G-D-R-I-S-I-L. Um, for most people who don't know that, um, this is the tree, the mighty tree whose trunk rises in the center of the universe and holds up the cosmos and the realms that we know of, um, the nine separate realms that we know of. Um, its branches and roots are there to hold everything together. And this is where um, Ragnarok will begin from and different things happen here. Um, first of all, Yigre means terrible. Um, it's one of the, the names of the god Odin, Yigre, and indicates how powerful and fearsome the Vikings perceived him to be. Drasil means horse, so terrible horse is the actual name of Yggdrasil, which is a tree. Um, many believe it to be an oak or an ash or, um, I forget what the other one was, but oak and ash are the most um, noted. So, I mean, it could be the name of Slepnir as well, which would be the horse, which would be a terrible horse, but we don't know. The tree has this gallows and bore the limp body of... Odin, when he was getting the Havmal and the runes and coming up with um, wisdom um, from there. So that's the basis of the tree. I, I mean, how do I say it better? You know, each of us have a different version of the tree in our mind. You know, we, we see it a certain way and we visualize it a certain way. And a couple of us may visualize it the same way. But for the most part, we have our own vision of the tree itself. Um, there are a couple animals that live on the tree. Um, the one, of course, is Ratatoskr, or drill tooth, which is the um, squirrel that goes up and down. And at the top of the tree, um, all right, let's go to the bottom first. There's a snake there. Um, and Nidhogg, the dragon, several snakes who gnaw at the roots. Um, an unnamed eagle perches on its top branches, and a squirrel, Ratatosk, scurries up and down the trunk, conveying the, the dragon's insults to the eagle, and vice versa. Um, there's four stags, Duane, Valen, Dunier, and Durther, who gaze the tree's leaves, who eat the tree's leaves. So, And then there's also another... Um, another... Um, I want to say hawk on top of the tree of Yggdrasil. 
Give me a second here. Give me one second. Let me just look it up here. I know there's one. Yeah. Um, there's another one. Um, Hafolfnir is the eagle that sits above the... Hold on a second. Let me just get this right. I want to make sure I'm getting it right for you. It stands for wind withered. Is a hawk sitting between the eyes of an unnamed eagle that is perched atop the tree Yggdrasil. So the, the hawk or the eagle can see everything. And the hawk sees what the eagle cannot. I know that sounds really strange, but you'll get it someday and you'll be like, oh. <laughs> so, okay. So the tree... You know, this tree is in the middle of nowhere, and it branches in space, and it holds up the nine realms that we know of. Um, you know, Midgard, Jotunheim, Hell, and Nephilheim, Mimir's Well is there, um, Asgard is there. And, you know, there's all these different realms that are there that we can go to um, to see this. Um, there's nine of them. So with that said... We, we have to view this tree as huge. We have to view this tree as immense. And I find it ironic that in science, they were able to go out and they get this thing called the web of the universe. If they zoom out far enough, they can see this great web. And to me, it looks like branches of a tree or branches of roots or, you know, a root system of a tree. And it's kind of ironic that the, Norse would have known of that and known what was going on there. You know, at the base of the tree, there's also the Norns are there and Mimir and his well. And I mean, there's so much that goes on at this tree. It's incredible. So it's one of the least understood and most talked about things in our mythology is how this tree is, was, will be, and um, what it actually is. I mean, it's so unknown what actually goes there. Um, the ambiguity of it is just really amazing. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the actual tree itself in our minds. I mean, we each have our own little perception of what this tree is. In my mind, I picture a very stable trunk. You know, I, I went to the redwoods that were out in uh, California as a young man, and I got to see them. And, you know, I marveled at how big those trunks were and how immense they were. And, just how they held up these huge trees. I couldn't grasp the concept of how old they were or how <clears throat> much they've grown and how big they actually were. Um, seeing them on, you know, the scope and the, and seeing them on the TV just doesn't do them justice when you're standing next to them. They're so much larger. Um, with that said, they are little, little seedlings compared to Yggdrasil. They are little plants that are just sprouting compared to the age of Yggdrasil. So I picture this immense trunk. And then from the immense trunk, I picture some ground there. But it's just kind of floating in space. I don't know how to explain it better than that. You know, and I can see the roots below it that are looking down the grab things. And under there, this dragon and the snake and... Um, you know, the, the big squirrel running up and down this, this tree and going up to see this eagle at the top and the hawk that sits between the eagle's eyes. It just, 
it's crazy to see all this stuff happening there and to try and understand how it holds up the nine realms and how they interact with each other. I mean, like from Yggdrasil, can you see all the nine realms? Can you see what's happening in them? Can you visualize from that vantage point how you could see everything going on in all nine realms or all nine worlds all at the same time and how the Norns can see everything happening and how Amir, who has his well of wisdom, would receive that wisdom. I mean, it comes from everywhere. He could just look and see all of known the known universe and just get all the information from the known universe at one time. Um, how the dragon can see what's going on and the smoke from the dragon can affect, you know, each and every one of the, the nine realms or the rumblings of the dragon underneath there and, or the snakes could affect the, the nine realms themselves and how the nine realms affect Yggdrasil. I mean, if we, throw a bunch of crap out of the, the realms. There's not stuff to grow Yggdrasil and keep it alive, but just in general to, you know, to give it what it needs to sustain itself or, you know, where does that come from? And then the deer that are constantly eating at the branches of it and the leaves and, you know, killing it off and the snakes and stuff that are burning the roots and the dragon there, it's just really crazy how it all works out and how it all comes to pass um, with the tree and our vision of this tree. So we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Yggdrasil and some of the stuff around it. And I look forward to that. I'm going to grab some of the drink and I'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash Midgard Musings and youtube.com slash Midgard Musings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S. We'll find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day.
Hey everyone, thanks for joining me and I'm back. I wanted to read you some stuff about Yggdrasil and it's really, it's really cool stuff um, about it. So uh, let's give me a second here. Uh, in the poem, the Volspa, the Yggdrasil is the friend of the clear sky. So tall that its crown is above the clouds. Its heights are snow-capped like the tallest mountains and the dews that fall in the dales slide off its leaves. In Havnal, it, it adds that the tree is windy, surrounded by frequent fierce winds at its heights. No one knows where the roots run because they stretch all the way down to the underworld, which no one except shamans on their deathbed can actually see. I said that the gods hold their daily council at the tree as well. Numerous, numerous animals are said to live among Idrisil's stout branches and the roots around the base lurk the dragons, which I read to you, um, Ratatosker and the snakes and the um, four stags. Um, amusing, though, some of these animals and their activities may be, they hold a deeper significance. The image of the tree being nibbled away little by little by several beasts expresses its mortality and along with it, the mortality of the cosmos that depends on it. So we look at this tree, and, and again, you know, we talk about all the things that are happening, and we have to understand that this tree can die. You know, it, it is what holds up the cosmos that we know of, but every single day it faces its own extinction like we do. Um, the tree understands what goes on and how things happen. Um, in the poem Grimmensler, Yggdrasil has three. Wait, let me try that right. Grim and small. Sorry about that. Grim and small. Yggdrasil has three main roots: one planted in Midgard, the world of mankind; one in Jotunheim, the world of the giants; and one in Hell, the underworld. The Volspa mentions only one well beneath the tree: the well of Erd, or well of fate. But Snorri Sturluson in his Prosetta, holds that there are actually three wells beneath the tree, one for each of its roots. The well of Erd, according to him, is not below Yggdrasil. It is in Volspa. It's actually in the sky, and the root that grows out of it bends upward into the sky. The well of Erd is where the gods hold their daily council meetings. The second well is called... Uh, give me one second here. I'll read this right to you. Give me one second. I lost my place. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Full of words with a held council. The second is called H-V-E-R-G-E-L-M-I-R. Feglmir are the bubbling cauldron or roaring kettle. And it's the body of water beneath the second root, which stretches into Niflheim, the world of primal ice. This is the root that... Nidhogg choose. The third well is that of the wise being Mimir, and it is the root lot its roots lie in the realm of the giants. So again, you know, we we have this vision of three main roots coming from this tree, going to different places, going to their own wells to actually water those roots. And in each of those wells is wisdom and um, different stuff that's coming from a roaring kettle or a cauldron, which would be food. Um, that we're used to, where the they hold their daily, daily council for the gods. All of these things are beneath this tree.
Snorri has probably introduced an artificial systemization of his own invention that didn't exist in the Viking Age, but we don't know that for sure. We're not sure where he got his information from. Um, the Nine Worlds themselves, how are they arranged around Yggdrasil? The Nine Norse sources never tell us, and for that matter, they never tell us which worlds comprise the Nine in the first place. Um, so we don't know which realms actually go around the tree or what order they're in. Um, there's a lot of art that go with this tree and a lot of people trying to pick what they believe it looks like. The basic idea of the tree is that the nine world or the nine realms are around it and it's in the center of it, as we all know. Um, with that said, those nine realms are Jotunheim, Nephilheim, Helheim, Muspelheim, Vanheim, Midgard, Asgard, Alfheim, Svartalheim, and Valhalla. I mean, these are all the places that we know of that are, you know, of these realms. Um, each realm has its own dwellers within those realms, and each realm has its own um, style, whether it be um, fire or ice or, you know, nice or the underworld or whatever it is. Each of the realms has their own place and has their own style. So how do you and I honor Yggdrasil. How do we come to Yggdrasil? How do we get there? Um, I will say a lot of in my um, time alone and my time that I go ahead and do the things I need to do and prepare for different stuff, I sometimes try to visualize, visualize myself amongst the tree um, at the base of it, looking at the nine realms, seeing what's going on, trying to speak with the gods. And in doing so, um, I'm able to go ahead and meditate on the things that are important while I'm there because of all the wisdom and age encompassed by the tree and the gods meeting there and the norns being there and the wells being there and everything else. We're able to sit amongst it and just gather the knowledge that we need to gather while we're there. Um, if you get the chance to do any meditation on this, Definitely meditate on Yggdrasil. Meditate on its branches, its roots, how high it is, how big the trunk is, how it receives its food, how the realms are being held up by these sturdy big branches that would hold up each and every realm or each and every world. Um, where we fit in that ideal system. Um, you know, we have the Vegvasir that gives us um, a compass to each of the realms but we don't know where they are we don't know how to put them in order and it's almost like we have all the information we're missing one piece that would just you know set it all off so it's really hard to determine where we fit in the tree but if we take our time and we you know delve into it and meditate on the tree and learn of the tree and try to be part of the tree so we have to honor Yggdrasil and the people that are around it. Um, we sometimes forget that Yggdrasil is part of our um, system, how we have to um, honor the things around us. Now, most people say, oh, you know, it's like Native American things where everything has a soul. And we don't really believe that trees have souls, but we understand that trees are alive. And in being alive, there is a sentience to that. And Yggdrasil is one of those things that are sentient and alive. And those need to be honored. We understand their place and how they help us. And we help them 
it's a symbiotic relationship between us and a tree. And this tree in particular, this tree is the tree that holds up our whole world. And just like every other tree, it has leaves and roots and it takes in carbon dioxide and gives off oxygen and keeps things moving and provides shade and the sunlight and sucks up sunlight and uses it to produce, you know, a bigger tree and more powerful branches to hold up the world. It's cyclical and it's a symbiotic cyclical relationship that we need to foster and to build. Um, we can't forget about Yggdrasil in our honoring or veneration because if we forget about watering the plants after a few weeks, guess what happens? Right? No plants. So we have to remember to um, just honor taking care of that tree and doing the things for that tree. Um, and I think it should have a more revered place in our um, ceremonies and such. You know, we have Earth Day and all that, but we don't really celebrate Yggdrasil on Earth, on Earth Day, and we really should. All right, I'm going to take a break here for a moment. When I come back, we'll talk a little bit more about um, Yggdrasil and how it affects us and what goes on. So I'll be right back. Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such wonderful work that this man does carves everything by hand he has a couple things going on here he has little pocket altars that i'm talking about for 25 dollars he has small d poles of five to six inches for 40 dollars seven to eight inches for 45 9 to 10 for 50 and 11 to 12 for 60. he has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day your choices right now are odin thor Tyr, loki Freyr. Balder, Bragi, Hamdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Skadi, Sif, Er, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odin's beardwoodworking.com he also has a Facebook page and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things anyway give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you so anyway thanks guys have a great night bye bye Hey everyone, I'm back and thank you for joining me. We're talking about Yggdrasil and the tree. And I wanted to read you an excerpt from the um, Encyclopedia Britannica. It said, Yggdrasil, Old Norse mimameter, mimameter in Norse mythology, the world tree, 
a giant ash supporting the universe. One of its roots extends to Nephilheim, the underworld, another into Jotunheim, land of the giants, and a third into Asgard, home of the gods. At its base were three wells, Erderbrunner, well of fate, from which the tree was watered by the Norns, the fates, Fagelmir, roaring kettle, in which dwelt Nidhogg, the monster that gnawed at the tree's roots, and Mimisbrunner, Mimir's well, source of wisdom for the water in which Odin sacrificed an eye. And then after Ragnarok, the world tree, though badly shaken, was to be the source of new life. So we look here and we see where the source of new life after Ragnarok, after the end of um, the days that the gods know and the good days that we know, um, that it's going to become the source of new life. So again, we need to honor that. We need to build upon that. We need to create honor for that and learn how to venerate the tree and help it to grow and do the things needed for it. I mean, I know it's been around for ages before man and ages after man. It'll be here, I'm sure. But in all honesty, we need to make sure that we are helping this tree to continue to grow, to continue to hold up the nine realms. Um, you know, the idea is even in our afterlife, when we go to hell or we go to um, Valhalla or any of the other places that we can go to, um, these places are still held up by the tree. So even our afterlife, this tree is so important to continue to hold up the place where we're going that we need to understand it and to venerate it and to help it to grow better. So with that said, I, you know, I want to say hail Yggdrasil for being there. I want to hail whoever take cares, takes care of Yggdrasil to help it grow. And, you know, we need to understand how fragile it truly is, how every day that things are gnawing at the roots and at the leaves, taking back branches and killing portions of the tree, um, that the tree has to fight for its life daily, just like you and I do. So we think that things are, you know, most bleak. Just remember, we're not the only ones that are suffering. This poor tree is as well. And not only to mention, it holds up everything that we know. You know, all of our problems, however big or small they are, are minuscule to this tree. Because not only does it have our problems to hold up, but it has the world that we live on to hold up and its own. So with that said, let's venerate more for Yggdrasil. Let's begin to... Honor Yggdrasil for what it is and how it affects us on a daily basis. Try to go ahead and meditate on Yggdrasil. Try to really begin to see the tree for what it is and to go and visit it in your meditation, to go see this place that is so wonderful and so full of wonderment. Um, you may meet a god there. You may meet the Norns there. You may meet somebody else there. And Either way, get some views. So I want to thank you all for joining me today on Modern Heathen Man. Um, I don't know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow, but I'll talk to you tomorrow. And you all have a great day. Mm -hmm.